0: Hello, my friends, and welcome to The Bible in Order, where we are chronologically going through the entire Bible in one year. Today's reading for May 2nd is Psalm 133. Maybe you're thinking, it must be a long psalm. Is it four or five pages? No, it's only three verses. (laughs) Why such a short reading? Why did they plan it this way? tempted to tweak it. Maybe we'll do our own reading plan next year and I'll change it up because it'll be more balanced. Some of those days when they have us reading all of those pages and pages and now today they gave us like three stanzas. Come on. what is? (laughs) Why? That was my response. I thought oh my goodness now I'm gonna have to think of what else do I want to read this morning because I have to spend more time but, in hindsight, this is, a, this is a psalm about unity. It's about getting to the basics of the faith. It's a psalm written by David. It's a psalm of ascents, A-S-C-E-N-T-S, ascent, the word ascent there could be translated stepping out. It's a psalm, a song, a poem of stepping out, taking a step out of where we currently are, turn around and look at ourselves, look at our situation. Are we united in the faith? Are we? Maybe we should take a day and meditate on these three verses that just talk about unity. I'm going to read it. How delightfully good when brothers live together in harmony. It is like fine oil on the head, like running down on the beard, running down Aaron's beard onto his robes. It is like the dew of Hermon falling on the mountains of Zion. For there, Yahweh has appointed the blessing, life forevermore. Short, sweet, to the point. Unity. How delightfully good when brothers live together in harmony. For believers, those who are true believers, those who are not perfect, of course, but have a genuine desire to do God's will, who have repented of their sin and continually repent of their sin, but choose every day to the best of their ability to follow Jesus and repent when they get it wrong, must be unified. One of the last messages Jesus taught his disciples on the night he was crucified, the night before he was crucified, the night he was handed over to be crucified. In John 17, he went out to pray. After demonstrating love and washing his disciples' feet, he went out to pray. And he prayed for his followers to be one, as he and the Father are one. prayed not just for his followers, but specifically for us, for those who would follow later. For all believers, everybody who would claim his name, who would desire to be one with the Father through the sacrifice of Jesus Christ. We are to be one with each other. Now it's hard, right? Because we get the flavor of the month here. We get the flavor of the day. We get the flavor of the moment here in our society. What do you want? Have it your way. We're advertised to, we're told every day, every moment of every day, we can have it our way. And if we don't like something, we could just go and start our own. How many churches are in your city? If you don't like one, just go to the other one, right? And Sadly, it's not the intention, but every single church, every single denomination, every single doctrinal difference divides us. And we don't want to fellowship with people who see things a little bit differently. Some people are Calvinist, some people are are, are Arminian. I've been both. And now I realize they're probably both very true. It's not one or the other. It's a both and kingdom. It's not once saved, always saved versus you can lose your salvation. It's both and. Of course we believe in eternal security. The Bible says that. Of course you can tarnish your faith. You can shipwreck your faith. The Bible says that too. It's both and. And even though the two things seem diametrically opposed, they are only to us because we are finite and God is so far above and beyond. And the one thing that we can have faith in is that in him and for him and to him are all things, including doctrines. And we in our pride sometimes exalt ourselves, thinking we have it all figured out, only to find out later that we don't. And so we need to approach the faith and one another with humility, certainly not partnering with those who are opposed to the Word of God, those who deny Jesus Christ, those who even deny the Bible. Clearly, we're not going to fellowship with those Bible says not to fellowship and be one with people who are living in open, unrepentant sin. But you get the feeling when you're talking with somebody who loves Jesus as much as you do. You feel it. And so, how delightfully good it is for brothers, those of the faith, to be one with one another. The actual word there where it says in my version, chapter in verse 1, to live together in harmony. And the actual word is unitedness. Isn't that a great word? Unitedness? We should be united together in harmony because of our mutual love for our Savior, for the Creator. And no... Everybody doesn't have to agree with us on every little doctrinal point. Maybe not even the major doctrinal points. Is it for us to decide where we divide? Or is it for us to just trust God, love him, make him the center, and then love one another? Let's meditate on that today. For there... In that, Yahweh has appointed, that word appointed could be translated commanded, he has commanded the blessing to be there. Life forevermore. My friends, thank you for being on this journey. Thank you for loving one another. And I love you guys. See you tomorrow.